This is Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Information without understanding is not very helpful. Talk with the doctor and feel like you're talking to a friend. This is Dr. Carissa Hines, and you are listening live to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. We are broadcasting live from the WWE Real 1100 Studios here in Atlanta, and we are here every Thursday at 11 a.m. So I hope you all have had a great, great week. I've had a fantastic week myself. Can't complain about it. So let's get into this week's show. So as usual, we start with our shout outs. Shout outs to my number one fan. Good morning, mom. I hope you are having a fabulous Thursday morning. Shout out to family in Norfolk, Virginia, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Chesapeake, Virginia, Washington, D.C., Hobbs, New Mexico, Temecula, California, Opelika, Alabama, Lusby, Maryland, Cedar Bluff, Alabama, Columbus, Georgia, Woodbridge, Georgia, Hampton, Virginia, excuse me, Woodbridge, Virginia, Hampton, Virginia, Seattle, Washington, Houston, Texas, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, Charlotte, North Carolina, Gaston, Alabama, Center, Alabama, Oxford, North Carolina, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and College Park, Georgia. As always, if you tell me where you are listening from, I will shout out your city. And we'll be happy to welcome you into the Medical Minutes family. So please tell your friends, tell your family, tell anyone that will listen to you to listen to our show. Also, um, we are on Facebook. Excuse me, on social media. We're on Facebook, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. And we are always, uh, we will stream live there. We are doing a live show now. So hello, hello, hello to my Facebook family that is listening and watching us live now. And so... As I said, you can listen to us live on WWE Real 1100 AM every Thursday at 11 AM. You can also stream at www.real1100.com. And you can watch the show on our Facebook page, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. We also have a YouTube page of the same name. We are a part of the iHeartRadio family as well as a part of the Old Fashioned Network, excuse me, Old Fashioned Health Network family. I'm going too fast today. So we are also not only are we a radio show, we are also a podcast and we are on the following platforms, iTunes, Google, Captivate, Spotify, Amazon, Overcast, TuneIn, Pocket Cast and Stitcher. Follow us on social media on Facebook Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa on Instagram at Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa and on Twitter at Minutes Doctor. All righty. So now we have gotten through our openers Let's get into a few other things. So um, a COVID update. 
So COVID at a glance. So this week we're at 29.7 million cases. Uh, unfortunately, 541,000 deaths. But I will say on a positive note with that, last week I reported that we were at 500. Uh, 35,000 deaths. So we've only had 6,000 deaths as opposed to tens of thousands um, that we have had um, in the past. So it seems that the death rate is slowing down, which is a great, great thing. It's a miracle, um, a miracle thing or a miraculous thing. And we have had 130 million vaccines distributed. Um, And so I think we were at 113 million last week. So gradually, 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 we are getting there. Um, And so, of course, if you have any questions about the COVID vaccine, I have taken uh, two doses of the Pfizer vaccine, and I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have. Either um, you can message me through the Medical Minutes uh, with Dr. Carissa Facebook page, um, or if you know me personally and you have my phone number, you're happy to text me and I'll, you know, answer your questions in person and then also um, on air. But if you are looking for information about getting vaccinated, um, of course, your local health department is an excellent resource um, for that because your local health department will know about information that is pertaining to your city in terms of where to get a vaccine, um, how many vaccines are available, who is eligible to get a vaccine, because, of course, unfortunately, um, that varies from state to state, from city to city in some cases. So you'll need to get that up-to-date information. And of course, you can always visit uh, cdc.gov slash vaccines slash COVID-19. And I have that uh, link posted on the Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa Facebook page. Um, And so you can find that there and follow those links and get the information that you need. So um, on a sad note, um, the Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa family would like to extend our condolences uh, to our Atlanta uh, Asian American and Pacific Islander family um, over the the recent gun violence incident at the um, at the spas uh, here that have claimed the lives of eight eight or nine people uh, and looks like a targeted attack on our Asian American and Pacific Islander uh, brothers and sisters. And also with the recent shooting in Boulder, Colorado, our condolences go out to those families and communities that are affected by gun violence. And I will say, you know, in, in my humble opinion, that it is it is time that we have a real real discussion about uh, the threat to public health that gun violence Sorry, really I'm is. Trouble hearing you. I don't know why somebody is talking to me, but at any rate. So before we introduce our guests for today, um, here we are. So do you remember uh, that show, The Brady Bunch? I don't know if you all are are old enough to to know that show. Uh, But at any rate, if you are not old enough or if you don't remember the show, I'll refresh your memory. So it's a show about a single mother and a single father who meet, they fall in love, and they get married, right? And so she has three girls, he has three boys, and, um, you know, every week on TV, you know, they get married, they all move into this house together, this fabulous house. They have a housekeeper and all of this. The mom doesn't work, the dad's an architect. Um, And so I'm like, you know, architecture, is that really that kind of good money? But anyway, that's not that's not the point. Just a little offshoot for me. Um, But anyway, 
every week, you know, they they showed us this picture of domestic bliss with this blended family, right? And then whatever problem they had, whatever conflict they had, it was resolved in the 30 minutes by the end of the show, right? Um, just, just great. But, you know, that's what TV tells us, right? So, you know, in actuality and in real life, the Brady Bunch is a real thing for a lot of families, um, you know, and there are a lot of um, blended families here in, in the United States of America and all across the world, actually. So here in the U.S., according to the census in 2009, 16% of children were living in a blended family. Uh, and there are about 1,300 new step families created every day. Um, and they make a distinction between step families and blended families because some step families are not blending sets of children. So sometimes it's, you know, maybe a, a mom with kids will marry a man without kids. And so then that becomes a step family, but not necessarily a blended family. I didn't know that there was a distinction between the two. So I learned something today. So with the birth of a new family created from two previously existing families, um, there are many changes and challenges, as I'm sure you can imagine. So there may be a new home or new living arrangements, uh, new rules, new routines, and new issues surrounding the finances, right? Uh, so our money and medicine segment today deals with just that blended families and blended finances. When we come back from commercial break, we will have our old friend, Mr. Brian Ford of Northwestern Mutual, to talk with us about the scenarios of blended families and how you manage the finances. I'm Dr. Carissa Hines. Thank you for so much for tuning in to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. We'll be right back after commercial break. Just for Pets Wellness Center, our expert veterinary team provides personal, professional, and compassionate services to your beloved pets. You can rely on us for pet wellness exams, medical care and treatments, dentistry, and surgical care. We provide a clean, safe, and caring environment for dogs, cats, and pocket pets with exceptional care, always the standard. We're doggone good and the cats meow. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. Here's the story of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. All of them had hair of gold, like their mother, the youngest one in curls. It's the story of a man named Brady, who was busy with three boys of his own. They were four men, living all together, yet they were all alone. Till the one day when the lady met this fellow, and they knew that it was much more than a hunt. That this group must somehow form a family. 
That's the way we all became the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. That's the way we became the Brady Bunch. And we are back. Did you all enjoy that little stroll down memory lane with the Brady Bunch uh, theme song? Wasn't that something? That just took me back. Like, I always, always, always watched that show and loved it. But we are going to talk about blended families and the financial challenges that are posed by that. And we have our friend, Mr. Brian Ford, on the line, hopefully soon. Yes. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, there he is. How are you today? I'm doing fabulous. Good, good, good. All righty. So we are talking about these blended families. And when you came up with that, I was like, oh, that is a good thing because there is nothing that creates a little bit of drama and conflict more than than blending money, mixing money, I guess I should, should call it. So talk to us about the things that we should know if we are, because there are a lot of people, you know, the divorce rate is high um, and has been. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people are getting into new relationships after after a, a, a marriage that ends. I don't want to call it a failed marriage. I don't I don't know that I like that term. Um, but after a marriage ends, a new relationship begins. And sometimes that leads to, um, you know, a new marriage or remarriage. Um, and so, of course, you know, there are very many of us who don't come into these situations with nothing because it's not like when we were kids or teenagers or young, when you kind of were just starting out, like I think about my husband and myself, you know, we were broke college kids when we when we met and decided to to be together. And then, of course, as our lives have progressed, things have grown. Um, and so I think about, you know, if ever, God forbid, I ever had to find a new relationship, you know, I'm bringing some assets with me, right? And so that that becomes um, a bit of a challenge. So what things should we know about blending our money when we blend a family? Um, well, just getting straight into it is both parties coming to the table and really just kind of stripping naked financially and just laying everything out and saying, hey, here was the outcome of, you know, the prior relationship that I was in. Um, here's what happened as a result of us splitting apart. And that includes if there's any child support, if there were children in the picture, mm-hmm. uh, potentially alimony. If, if you guys are going to, you know, live and do life together, you, you got to get a really good understanding of that stuff because it's going to impact you if there's money flowing out to places that you really have no control over. Right, right. Yeah, because I know that that can definitely be that can definitely be a strain um, when all of the money that is coming into a household isn't staying at that household because there are other households and other children and such things that need to be to be supported. So now what kinds of things like let's say let's say you are a what man or woman, it doesn't really matter, but. For, for the simplicity of the argument. Let's say you're a woman, you have children, and you're going into a remarriage situation. What kinds of things should you do to 
um, protect the assets that you may be bringing into the relationship, particularly when it comes to um, like child support, for example. Um, because I know that that can kind of get messy if you are blending those finances into an existing, into your new financial pot. You know, I, I think I'm, I'm being inarticulate with that because it's such a delicate situation that I'm trying to phrase it correctly. But you understand what I'm saying, yes? Right, yeah. So, I mean, the, the whole concept of child support is really for the benefit of the child. So it's really saying regardless of where the child lays their head at, at night and, you know, grows up into life, they need a steady stream of income coming in to put clothes on their back, put food on the table to feed them and, you know, utilities to keep them warm and shelter and whatnot. Right. And, and so once you start looking at the financial impact of that, it really doesn't matter too, too much, <laughs> um, you know, regardless of which parent, per se, is doing the, the primary caregiving. Mm-hmm. And I think if the, the child needs help, they, they need to be supported. Sure. Um, where, where things do get muddy or messy, if you will, is when you have another, you know, spouse coming to the table and they see that as an additional income stream to the household. Right, right. Like, well, exactly. No, 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 that, that money isn't, you know, partition for this, you know, purpose of doing something else is specifically earmarked to care for this child. For this child. Right. So now, so what should we do if you are in that situation, either as, as a man or a woman, would it be better? I mean, of course, of course, I agree with you about having the conversation up front of, you know, these are the debts that I'm bringing in. These are the assets that I'm bringing in. Um, you know, and I think that that's a great conversation about for relationships in general, just to know, um, you know, what your financial status is. Now, of course, that is not necessarily a first date conversation, maybe. Um, but at some point, you know, if you have decided that this relationship is going to go to the next level and the next level and the next level, at some point, you're going to have to have that ugly conversation about money or that uncomfortable conversation about money. Um, And if other monies are coming into your money, you know, then that becomes, you know, that definitely becomes a conversation. Because like you said, people will say, you know, well, that's an additional stream of income and and look at it uh, from that standpoint. So if you are like after we've had this conversation, is it better to to separate those funds out into a different vehicle? So that way, you know, it doesn't come into the new family pot. So that way it's, we can't act upon it because it's not there. Because, you know, I think it would be hard if you tell me that I have an extra five or $600 a month in my bank account to ignore it. <laughs> right? Yeah. That would be, you know, that would be challenging for most yeah. people. Um, so is it just better to just not have that show up? And if you wanted to, I won't say hide that money, but if you wanted to separately allocate that money and, and keep it in a different vehicle, what should what should we do? Just a regular bank account or savings account in the child's name? How like how does that how does that setup work? Sure. Yeah. So I, I have seen it work well. So there's a separate standalone, you know, checking or savings account that the child support income is a swan straight into that account to where. You know, your your new spouse isn't necessarily seeing that money just to make a clear, just to you know, line in the sand. Sure. I mean, hey, this, this is not our household money. This is take care of the child. Right. Um, I will say also, 
you know, before you officially top it proverbial not, uh, a really good estate planning attorney is your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, just to get some context and clarity and get a scope around uh, potentially using different types of trust instruments. So we're saying, hey, we can set up like a marital trust um, to make sure that whenever, you know, your new spouse passes away, the assets that you guys have built together, even potentially some of the old assets that came to the table, are for the benefit of your current mm-hmm. spouse. Mm-hmm. And then in conjunction with the like having set up like a credit shelter trust or a family trust for the benefit of any you know previous children and or current tr- children, just to make sure there's like blocks of money set up in certain places that are specifically earmarked for certain. Earmark for sure. certain that that way it's wow. everything very clear and distinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know again you know estate planning is not something that I think a lot of people think about. Um, you know, because when when I hear estate planning, or at least before I met you, um, when I hear estate planning, I'm thinking about wealth. You know, that estate planning is for wealthy people. I am not thinking about it or was not thinking about it in the course of the everyday person's life and how how that can be beneficial um, to them. Because I guess, you know, it's true that just about everybody has something. You may have some life insurance or property. You know, you have something, and and particularly if you are blending situations, financial situations, you definitely should should delineate how that's going to go right from the beginning. Absolutely. So yeah, because I can imagine, you know, I, I just you know when you sent me this topic, I was like, ooh, this is this is gonna be. This is a good one because there are so many people that are, are dealing with this and dealing with this in unhealthy ways. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's drama. And and so, you know, I think that when you have these delineations that are clear to all parties involved, even your ex-spouse or, or you know, your children's father or whoever it may be or children's mother, whoever it may be, hopefully it, it decreases the drama. That's my that's my pipe dream wish because I you know people are people and they're gonna do what they're gonna do, um, but at least from the money standpoint, you know because I know like for um, you know I've I've heard from from some of my men friends who are in the situation of child support that you know they have real concerns about what happens to that fund when my child's mother meets and marries another man and they are joining households. And they are paying bills together. What happens to the money that I am sending to my child? Yeah, you know that 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 becomes, and that's a legitimate thing because you know, you work hard. We all work hard for our money. You know, I don't want to you know support somebody else's household for something else other than what that money was intended to, you know, to mm-hmm. go to. You know, so setting up a separate bank account for that for that fund so it doesn't go into the family pot which you probably should do that anyway even if you are single like that I I imagine that that would be a good habit to get into doing so that way you know you can show your partner or ex-partner where that money is you know because you know you've heard it in the songs that you know that the the woman's gonna take the take the money and buy you know plastic surgery and 
you know, a new car and all of this and, you know, what's going, what's really going to the kid. You know, right. You've all, you've heard this in the songs and, you know, maybe even heard it in, in real life, um, in real life arguments um, about that. So separate bank account for those funds. And then when you are in a relationship or, you know, deciding to remarry some estate planning as to what is going to happen to these assets in the event of either person's death, right? What else What else should these blended families do so that way at least the money is not a part of the drama? Um, I mean, you start looking at all the other assets, you know, real estate, um, if people have equity positions in a business, like what happens to all that stuff? Like who's getting what? Is it the new spouse? Is it just saying, hey, the new spouse isn't getting anything? Mm-hmm. I'll give everything to, to my children for my first marriage. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people don't think about that stuff until, until like, it gets messy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Now you got the, the, the new spouse, like, you know, at throat or at ends with, with the children from the first marriage and they're fighting over everything. Right. Right. So do you think that it is it is helpful to let your children know once they get to a certain age, of course, um, because, you know, obviously this is not the conversation that you're going to have with a five year old. But, um, you know, once you get to a point, do you think that it is helpful to let your to let your children or whoever your inheritors will be to let them know what they're going to get? Because most of the time I find that that's not a conversation that's had. And then whenever the will is read and that's when you find out what you're getting. And then that's when it really gets interesting, I'll say. Yeah, it, it's really a case by case basis. Like I've seen this done in so many different ways. I, I've seen some affluent families say, hey, we're extremely transparent. We share everything. Mm-hmm. Essentially, as soon as people become adults, everybody knows exactly who's getting what. That mm-hmm. works really well. Mm-hmm. I've seen some affluent families say, hey, we're going to leave the bulk of our wealth to some charity or nonprofit. Right. We don't want our children to feel entitled to where they don't ever have to do anything. Right. Um, that the children know that the money's there, but they also know that they're not getting it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think Warren Buffett has done that, just to, to mm-hmm. cite an example, that the majority of, of his wealth will go to charities and, and such things that they've delineated and, and very little, if any, are going to his children, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And then the last one is exactly how you articulated as to where everybody kind of has the element of surprise. It's like you're reading through the wheel after the death, like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. Right, right. Well, you know, and we've cited some, some situations before where, you know, the will has been changed at some point and, you know, nobody knew until now it's too late and you know mom or dad has passed away and these are their wishes and this is how it's going to be and maybe you're a little bit salty about that yeah yeah i've seen scenarios like that as well to where you know somebody gets remarried and you know all of a sudden the the new spouse you know kind of gets wind of or knows all the assets that their new new partner has Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there extremely motivated to start meeting with that person's advisor, trying to, you know, get added and equal benefits to accounts or oh. added as a beneficiary, you know, calling up that advisor. Hey, can you just add it? It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Like you have to get permission from the original owner. Right. Account. So so how does so how does that work? Well well I guess I guess my question is 
what is so let's say you are married and you build certain assets and then you all divorce but there are some assets that aren't split so for example um your life insurance like there maybe there's something that you haven't taken care of in the divorce settlement like let's say life insurance or let's say there's a business Mm -hmm. um and then you get married again what is that first spouse entitled to like or 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 is that spouse entitled to anything at all i mean it it depends so some of it is going to depend on you know what state that got married in you know you have Mm community property states and common law states and mm-hmm. I mean where you get married will kind of influence some of that stuff. Um, one, one thing kind of sidebar that I do want to mention that I've seen happen to people, you know, unfortunately splitting apart is people are trying to, you know, delineate assets and do the whole separation of assets thing. Mm-hmm. Let's say one of the spouses has a large retirement account mm-hmm. and you pinpoint that account as like, hey, that's, you know, the asset that we're going to split to kind of make everything even, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so you do what's called a um, qualified domestic relations order, QUIRDO or for the acronym. And so if you decide to do that, and, you know, sometimes in the mind of the person that's receiving that asset, they're thinking they're going to get a lump sum distribution up front. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's say you're relatively young. And the way that those those work, you're not getting that asset until retirement. And so you, you put in the order to get the upfront anticipating to be able to pay court fees and legal fees and whatnot. Right. But let's say the divorce is finalized okay. and you made and you make that decision. And then it gets denied that you're not getting a lump sum distribution and you can you can go back after the fact that the divorce is finalized. So now, now the money that you thought you were going to be receiving to pay all these court costs and whatnot is no longer on the table. Mm-hmm. The money are coming until like 20 years later. Wow. So legal counsel is going to be pretty important when we do this study. Definitely. I, I see that. I, I see that. Wow. So you're thinking that you're going to get, you know, what you have earned in the relationship, but you're going to have to wait. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, another... Um, kind of nuance I've seen is um, with pension plans. So let's say mm-hmm. I've got a pension, they're entitled to a pension. Again, divorce is finalized, everything's done. Let's say the owner of that pension passes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, before everything is finalized with you essentially being entitled to some of the benefits of that pension, well, if, if it's not finalized yet, the pension goes away you because the original owner passed away before the distribution of the assets were finalized. So the pension is just gone mm-hmm. as if it never existed. So the person that would have been receiving wow. gets nothing because wow. the original owner passed away before it finalized. Wow. So, so, so like in that situation, I see this. I'm like, there. I see where, you know, there can just be a whole, whole lot of just mess around not having your money delineated that that's very very interesting so so back to to this pension things i'm like my god how would this just go away so you're saying that if there if there was a divorce but not finalized and that person dies the pension can go away or now can that person with the pension can they 
delineate who gets it in the event of a death? Because I know we've talked about um, yeah, you know, so. retirement accounts and 401ks, but we, we haven't really talked about a pension account and, and how that's different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you're married, you can make a decision, what they call like a single payout, like the person who owns the pension it's just a single payout for that individual's lifetime. Mm-hmm. Once they pass away, the, the income stream goes away. Um, if you're married, you can do um, the payout to pay for two lives. It's saying, hey, we'll continue paying this out uh, until the death of the second person. And so the, the benefit uh-huh. will naturally be lower because of that. Right. Um, but, but, you know, that, that decision is made. a period of time. Correct. Got mm-hmm. it. But with people splitting up, that's where things get really muddy if you will yes definitely definitely wow 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 any other tips for blended families so we have talked about the allocation of the assets for the children in terms of any child support uh and and the importance of having this discussion before you blend this family together because love does not conquer all in every situation, particularly when money is involved. Um, anything else that, that someone going into a blended situation should be aware of or anything that they should do to, to protect themselves? Or even like, let's say, even if you are the, the ex-spouse and you have children, what things should, should that person do to make sure that their children's assets are protected from the other parent, you know, that are protected when the other parent decides to remarry? That was Mm -hmm. a very complicated question. Um, I'm thinking of, like, education funding is another kind of sticky subject. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you start looking at, like, 529 plans. So let's say, you know, your previous relationship, and you guys set up a 529 plan for a child that you had together. Mm -hmm. And you guys split apart. Both of you go about your married ways, get remarried, but that 529 is still there. The child is still there. Right. Um, and let's fast forward and say the new relationship, maybe you, you guys have a new child together in your new relationship. Mm-hmm. And the original child maybe gets like a full ride scholarship and essentially doesn't need the money in the 529 anymore. Right. Even though it's for him or her. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that could be done, if, if all parties are okay with it, I mean, technically you could shift the beneficiary from that original child to the new child, just mm-hmm. so the money isn't lost. Okay. Um, but, but where things get tricky, though, is if, let's say, some of the original relationships, family members, were funding that 529 for the first child. Ooh, goodness. And so now, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. that original child doesn't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. The owner of the 529, the parent, has ran off and, you know, started, gave money away. Started a new life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, people could feel some kind of way about that. I can imagine that that would be true. I can imagine. Wow. 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 And wow. This is just really, really something. So what I have learned from this is that, and I'm going to share this with my listeners, is that you in a relationship, whether that is the first relationship, first marriage, second marriage, seventh marriage, whatever, that you really, really have to know where the money is 
and then make and have some conversation about in the eventuality because you know this is what I find people get married you know they're in love and it's all great and all of that and they don't want to have the conversation about how this looks if we have to get out of this because you know then it I mean what you mean you planning on leaving me or what no that's not necessarily the case but you know what someone gave me really really excellent advice many many years ago when I was um, getting my first job out of residency and she said to me she was uh, an attorney she was my attorney at the time and she said to me she was like you know contracts and agreements are really really easy to get into that's not the part that you really need to worry about it's the getting out that you really need to pay attention to like how do I sever this relationship so she was like before you enter into any kind of agreement make sure you know how you're going to get out of it should you need to and I think that that probably is sage advice with marriages and when you have assets or just not necessarily marriages but relationships because if you have kids then you have an obligation to one another you're going to be dealing with one another for some time um and so you know Love is great and grand and it feels good and it's a wonderful part of life. However, um, you know, I think a little bit of time should be taken to in the event that you die or I die or in the event that we separate for whatever reason, what happens? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's an uncomfortable conversation to have with someone that you love. You can't imagine that, you know, there will be life without them. But, you know, time goes on and. You know, 50% of the people are divorced. So, you know, clearly it's happening, right? Hopefully you are not in that 50%, but you never do know, right? It's almost a coin flip. All right. At any rate, thank you so, so much. I have enjoyed this and I look forward to, we have some, um, Mr. Ford and I have, have been brainstorming about some other money and medicine topics uh, that we will talk about regarding or surrounding uh, family life. And, and, the, and the finances that go there. So I look forward to having some very, very juicy scenarios and conversations uh, in our future months. Mr. Brian Ford with Northwestern Mutual, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brian Ford, we will be right back after a short break. sure to listen to the wellness enclave with dr donna sewell a podcast that explores emotional health and its impact on everyday life in the enclave we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life such as physical health relationships spirituality and even decision making the wellness enclave with dr sewell can be found on apple podcast and spotify This is Alvin. And this is Edmund. On the, the Old Fashioned Health Show. Tune in each Friday from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. And listen to us live on iHeartRadio or the Real 1100 app. Where we talk about healthy information, products, and or services. And get some old school music in. On the Real 1100.
18 years. She got one of your kids, got you for 18 years. I know somebody paying child support for one of his kids. His baby mama car crib is bigger than his. You will see him on TV any given Sunday. When the Super Bowl and drive off in a Hyundai. She was supposed to buy your shorty Tyco with your money. She went to the doctor, got Lyco with your money. She walk around looking like Michael with your money. Should have got that insured Geico for your money. Money. If you ain't no punk, holla, we want prenup. We want prenup, yeah. It's something that you need to have. Cause when she leave your she gon' leave with half. 18 years, 18 years. And on her 18th birthday, found out it wasn't his. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, uh. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke, uh. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, uh. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke, uh. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down, uh. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. You got knees. You don't want to do the smoke, but he can't buy. You go out to eat, he can't pay, y'all can't leave. It's just as in the back, you gotta roll up your sleeves. But while y'all washing, watch him. He gon' make it to a beans out of that toxin. He got that ambition, baby. Look at his eyes. This week he mopping floors, next week is the fries. So stick by his side. I know his dudes balling, and yeah, that's nice. And they gon' keep calling and trying, but you stay right, girl. And when he get on, he leave your for a white girl, get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head, get down. Get down, girl, gon' head. Let me hear that back. And we are back. This is Dr. Carissa Hines, and you are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. That was a great segment with Mr. Brian Ford of Northwestern Mutual, uh, where we talked about blending families and blending finances. Um, and so, you know, what I get from these um, from these segments that I do with Mr. Ford is that you have to have a plan. You have to have some kind of a strategy uh, for navigating in your life because, you know, we all want to just go about our days you know we work and we pay our bills and maybe we have a little bit of fun but we have to go a little bit deeper than that um, to really really make sure that finances and financial issues um, don't complicate our lives any more than they have to right so I definitely want to thank um, Mr. Ford and our partners at Northwestern Mutual it is always a fun conversation and I look forward to that segment every month and I am internally eternally excuse me grateful for their support so today and I don't know why this came to me but it did um, when we do our vitamin C so you know I try to um, do the vitamin C. I pick a vitamin C based upon an inspiration or or a conversation, you know, that kind of sticks with me. And so um, this week's vitamin C is about abundance, right? So, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people who have started small businesses, uh, particularly during this pandemic year. And, you know, being an entrepreneur is a hard life sometimes. Um, you know, I like to say that it is a thing of you have to kill what you eat, right? And if you don't go out and get it, it's not going to come to you. And so, you know, if you don't go out and kill your food, then then you don't eat. Um, and so one of the questions that I saw um, that one of my fellow entrepreneurs asked um, was about how slow or maybe it was just a comment about how slow things were happening in her business, right? 
and 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 it just got me to thinking ab- about you know when you start out in some people's business you may see some people's businesses or their lives or whatever just kind of take off like lightning um but then yours is is a slow trickle so you know many times we ask ourselves you know why haven't i been blessed with more more money more love more children more of whatever it is right but timing is everything yeah and you know as it is said there's a time to reap and a time to sow but I think often about the sower, right? The farmer doesn't just plant one seed in hopes of growing one plant. They plant with the expectation of a bumper crop every single time, don't they? Yeah. And when that first seed breaks through the ground, the farmer doesn't buy a basket for harvesting that one plant. They get the equipment that they need in order to handle the abundance. So while things may seem that they are moving slowly, enjoy the trickle, but prepare for the overflow. Get ready for your abundance because if you keep working at whatever it is that you're working at, that abundance and that overflow will definitely come. And maybe you are in a trickle right now because you need the time to get yourself together to get ready for the abundance. Thank you so much for joining me on my most favorite hour of the week. I I thank you so much for tuning in, however you are listening to our show. Uh, And as always, I hope to, to see you all and talk with you all next week. And until we meet again, be good to yourselves be good to each other. Have a great week. This is Dr. Carissa. Thanks for joining me this week on Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Join me next week for more comfortable yet in-depth conversation. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to another Old Fashioned Health Network show on The Real 1100. 